The diehard Eagles podcast on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by win bet. Win bet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona for boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport. Win bet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the win bet app now or visit WYNNbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free to play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin. We are doing it live here. A very special playoff edition. We got a special guest coming up in just a second, but uh, Rob, thanks for coming on and thanks for being part of the show. As always, Justin, Justin, how you feeling early? Just temperature check right now. Big game coming up Sunday. How you feeling? I'm all right as of right now. I will say this this entire week I've I've started to just go back and forth on how I think we're gonna do. I mean, one one hour I'm thinking, hey, we got this, we can win this. The next hour I'm concerned about a blowout. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, and I I don't know where I'm gonna be by the by the time game time rolls around, but it, it seems like we got a chance at the very least. So I'm a little I'm I'm talking myself into it each day, each hour. I'm hey, talking myself more and more. Former uh, Eagle and Super Bowl champion Chris Long said he uh, thought we were a live dog. That's all I need to hear. Rob, how you feeling? Instant reaction going in. Nick Sirianni, first year as a head coach, first playoff game, hurts the youngest starter in Eagles history at the quarterback position for a playoff game. Instant reaction. How we feeling? I mean, we got nothing to lose, right? I mean. We're, we're coming into this game. I don't think anyone from the public thinks we have a chance. I mean, the line is up to like minus nine now. Um, so clearly, and that's shifted. I think it opened what around seven or something like that. So uh, clearly no one believes in us, uh, which is the way we like it. I mean, it, Sean, I think as you said in the text, hungry dogs run faster. So that they do. Uh, let's let's my, come uh... in and, and try to shock the world. I mean, look, it's good experience for the team, no matter what. Uh, it's good experience for Hertz and Sirianni, but you know, do I think we have a chance? I, I do think we have a chance. Um, are we underdogs? Deservedly so, sure. But stranger things have happened. Exactly, stranger things have happened. We were there. We saw it in 2017. Can we reig re, uh, reignite that spark and get things rolling? Well, we're gonna kick things off with a little behind enemy lines. Uh, joining us from the Three Dogs Thursday uh, podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, as well as the uh, Bucks Radio sideline reporter TJ Reeves. TJ, what's happening? Always great to hang out with you, but man, I am I'm like ganged up on. It's three on one here. <laughs> I joked with you before I accepted the invitation. Do I have to come with helmet and pads here on Die Hard Eagles? You guys, uh, I, I love, uh, I love uh, your one guys going. Well, wait a minute. I go from day to day on. <laughs> we're gonna win or we're gonna get blown out. I mean, it's just there's no in between. It's either no, we're I don't think there the is. World, or they could be beaten by 28 points. So I'm here for it. Uh, I do know this. We we've had the deed to the Eagle House and the keys to the car for a few years now, including a win earlier this year. Let's see if it's about to continue with Mr. Brady and the Bucks guys. Well, yeah, and that and that twenty eight to twenty two victory, uh, well earned by your uh, Buccaneers there. But I, I mean, I uh, I think it's a completely completely different team. Starting with the idea that we only ran the ball nine times, nine running back carries, and and no Lane Johnson, no Dallas Goddard, 
And uh, things are a little different on uh, your side of, of the offense. Antonio Brown had a, a very good game against us, nine catches and a touchdown. Antonio Brown, uh, everyone obviously saw the news, no longer on the team. I and I, I saw a number of your tweets got picked up uh, on your coverage of the incident. Any <laughs> any thoughts? Well, first, any thoughts on what it was like to see it live, and then how does not having Antonio Brown impact them uh, as a football team? Well, he was huge in the first matchup. There's no doubt, but then he was also hurt in that game and then basically didn't play for about the next eight or nine games because of the ankle slash foot injury. And then, Oh, by the way, the vaccination card controversy <laughs> that got him suspended for three games by the NFL. So this is theater of the mind on diehard Eagles, but the guys are also able to see this photo. If you want to know how close I was to the Antonio Brown meltdown, I was 20 feet away while all of that was happening on Buccaneers radio wow. it is still the craziest thing guys that I have seen in 17 years on the Buccaneers sideline uh, to have him throw the Jersey and shoulder pads over to the bench, rip his shirt off, throw his shirt in the crowd, the gloves in the crowd, and then deuces I'm out running the running the end zone, parading around while the game is going on. The Buccaneers are about to run a third down play. I know while he's doing this. Game. My wife, uh, my wife was watching some of the games on there and we have of course the ATV setup. We had that game on there. And she goes, does this happen all the time? I go, no, <laughs> I can't remember. I don't think this has it's ever happened. happened ever. Yeah. I once in a rec league basketball game, I, a guy <laughs> on our team uh, just left uh, mid of, uh, he was supposed to be rebounding a free throw and he just said, fuck it. I'm out and left. Um, <laughs> but that was the only thing I could compare it to. So it was, it was completely uh, different, but yeah, from the, from the, from the football uh, side, TJ, I, I think I'm talking myself in to the idea that they don't have Antonio Brown. Obviously they didn't, ha you haven't had Godwin for a long time. It seems like mm -hmm. Evans and Gronk are going to be the two main pass catchers. You know, even Cyril Grayson, he he looks like he's doubtful. What do you what do you see the passing game uh, doing on Sunday? There's no doubt they don't stretch the defense the same way without Brown, without Godwin. That's the over the middle guy. But man, the last two or three weeks, they have just had other guys step up. And Rob Gronkowski, I am here to testify at the altar of the diehard Eagles podcast. He looks like the Gronk of five years ago in terms of moving around and running people over. And Philadelphia better be ready with a couple of guys trying to stop him because Carolina had no clue and he killed them. Seven catches, 137 yards, key third downs, red zone. You better be ready for Gronk uh, because Brady's looking for him. So that's going to be a key in trying to replace Godwin and Brown. Uh, another guy that I think will be a factor is Brashad Perriman. We saw yeah. him catch the winning touchdown against Buffalo in the famous overtime highlight catch and run touchdown play. He's back healthy. He's made some good catches the last two weeks. I think he could be that guy to compliment Evans. I mean, we figure that Darius Slay is going to be on Evans, and he locked him up pretty well in game number one on that Thursday night. Two Perriman might be the X factor. He might be that guy. Sean. Yeah, and, and maybe maybe a Scotty Miller gets loose. I, I know uh, Rob and Justin are, are probably with me here. That I, to me, Gronk is the guy. We have to bracket. I mean, and and our secondary's gotten a little bit better. Linebackers are a bit of a weakness. I wouldn't be surprised if Avante Maddox, our uh, normally our nickel, our slot cornerback, if he doesn't end up kind of moving and trying to help over on Gronk. But I I, I think they have to bracket him. I think they have to double team him because if you let Gronk uh, get loose, you're really going to be in trouble. I actually normally I have a uh, Gronk autograph football in the studio that has been banished. <laughs> To the uh, to the storage <laughs> closet, I buried it. I would not allow the mojo to be in there, and it's replaced with the uh, poodle mask uh, that I got from the Eagles run. So I'm doing everything <laughs> we can, mojo wise. So what what about uh, as far as the matchups, maybe offensively or defensively? What matchup uh, do you feel best about from a Bucks perspective? We we just mentioned Gronk, but. What is there anything else that's jumping out at you as as something that Eagles fans should be worried about the the quarterback discrepancy? You know, some would say Brady slightly better than Jalen Hurts, but we'll see. <laughs> slightly, not sure. Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of advantages, uh, obviously, but I think none is bigger than the Bucks trying to throw the football and being able to protect Tom Brady. 
because this just into the newsroom, he doesn't get hit very much, much less get sacked. And they do a good job of getting the ball out of his hand quickly as part of the game plan, throwing one and two step passes sometimes, screen passes, uh, screens uh, to receivers, uh, that kind of thing. Um, they've done very well with that. I, I think uh, it's, it's something like other than that Saints Sunday night game in like the last eight games, he hasn't been hit more than three times in any of them hit in yeah. the game. So he's done a great job of getting rid of the ball. So uh, let's see if that continues. I think that's the biggest key. If he's got time to get rid of it and he's got guys open, it is big, big trouble for the Eagles in this one. I know you were preaching to me. We're cross pollinating on three dog yeah. Thursday. Eagles run the ball. Eagles run the ball. That's typically what the bucks do very well in terms of run defense. So that's, that's probably one a on what the next key is guys. Yeah. And, and, and as far as Brady throwing the ball, it seems like you can't, you got to find that balance where you can't blitz him because Brady against the blitz, he's going to outsmart you every time, but you can't sit too far back and let him pick you apart because again, the average depth of target might not be super down the field, but he's going to find the open guy. Even if he has to get to the third, fourth progression. I mean, that's, that's probably his best skill as a quarterback is, is how quickly he processes the reads and sees the defense. One thing that I think is a, a, is a bit of a wild card that could work in the Eagles favor is the uh, weather. Now, again, you're, you're right there in, in Tampa and probably would know better, but I'm seeing reports of a uh, strong possibility of rain and even some reports of wind possibly picking yep. up, um, which might make the throwing the ball a little difficult. And it's a good point that you make. So we don't know the weather guessers down here, as I call them, they, they guess as best they can, but I don't ever go with them for more than like a couple of days out, but midweek, the belief is from the weather guessers, there is a cold front. Now cold for us means 65 instead of 80. So the cold front air quotes is allegedly coming at some time overnight Saturday into Sunday morning. And it is bringing some rain and there is chance of rain throughout the game apparently. And the temperature is going to be somewhere around 65 with some wind blowing around. Now that is in contrast to the Carolina game having been played on an 80 degree day. And it has been 75, 77, whatever midweek this week. So yes, weather may be a little bit of a factor uh, coming up here. The wind may be a little bit of a factor, but Brady is used to throwing and playing in that. Some let's see if his teammates get up to speed on that a little bit. They're not maybe as used to it with the exception of Gronkowski, but it, it is a good point. The Eagles are going to get a break here that it's not an 80 degree day with some humidity, which it could very oh, well man. be and a highly unusual January situation for them. Yeah. And the humidity really, it, it, it's crazy how much that impacts players when you're not used to it. And especially surprise humidity, you know, like late in the year where you're used to playing, you've kind of gotten used to playing in the cold and then you go down. And like you said, it's super hot, super humid. Uh, you get gas there a little early. What about as a, as a bucks uh, backer here, very confident coming into the matchup. But if you were <laughs> to be worried about one aspect of our Philadelphia Eagles, what would that be TJ? It's Jalen hurts and the read option, which we saw in the second half of the Thursday night game and his ability to get around the end and the ends don't keep contain, et cetera. And plus it opens up the run lanes for the running backs because you're having to freeze guys on the outside. That's uh, what Sirianni and company began to do that night in the second half and have done well with him. The Buccaneers, I think have to be most concerned with don't let the Eagles get big plays in the run game and, and very few and far between have teams been able to run on them coming up. And you mentioned it from an injury standpoint, Levante David, who's been out the last three games with a foot injury, got hurt late in the saints game has been on IR for the last three games. Yeah, He's, he's activated. He's, Do you think he's going to play? He's back practicing. And I believe he's going to try it. I mean, this is do or die here uh, unless they were saying uh, to Bruce Arians and company, Hey, um, he's going to be 50% or worse of the player that he is with the injury. And they may get a look at that here as the week goes on. Again, we're taping midweek and Thursday becomes Friday and it becomes apparent. He's not anywhere close to being ready this week. And maybe he can be close next week. See if you can get by without him. But if Levante David is in there and is somewhat healthy, that makes a huge difference in the run game tackling machine boys. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And uh, you know, I guess worse of luck there with the health, but uh, cause he is, he is a beast and good news for us uh, as far as injuries, Jordan Howard, uh, the latest injury report came out and he was not on the 
on the injury report. He's uh, supposedly a hundred percent healthy, which it's crazy to think if you would have told me preseason that we'd be talking about a playoff game and the fact that Jordan Howard's on the team healthy and, and having a big impact, uh, I, I would have said, you're crazy. He didn't make the initial roster, but I think his physicality that he brings to the run game is a nice change of pace from Boston Scott and miles Sanders and really helps uh, round things out there. All right. We're going to get to your score prediction in just a second, TJ. But uh, before we got on, uh, you had mentioned that uh, one of your daughters uh, pointed out that it was the 52nd anniversary yes. of the uh, Joe Namath calling his shot, winning the Super mm-hmm. Bowl outright. He, they were a massive dog. I think like at the time it was 17 points, highest point spread of all time. And uh, you go, Oh, I don't know. How, how could we ever bring this up? It's not relevant to an Eagles podcast. It actually kind of is because the Indianapolis Colts, as we know, helmed by one Carson Wentz, they actually lost this week as a uh, 16 or 17 point favorite. It was the biggest outright loss as a favorite since that Super Bowl, which helps uh, the Eagles because uh, we get their draft pick. So that locks up wow. a fair draft pick for the Eagles. And of course, I was on the uh, Jags money line over at Sports Gambling uh, Podcast. That was incredible to watch last week leading into the Buccaneer game. So, yes, my 13 year old twin, Riley, one of the twins, Riley and Abby, came to me with that. She said, can you work that on the podcast? How about Sean green working it in and relating it to the Eagles on that hard Eagles here? Uh, That's fantastic. Joe Willie Namath and the jets. It is so long ago that almost nobody knows the historical significance of that, but it basically established the AFL, the American football league and made the NFL go, okay, we got to merge with these guys. We got to take the jets and the Oilers and the Raiders and the chiefs and take all of these teams because they're now legitimate. They've now won the super bowl and Kansas city won the super bowl the next year against Minnesota and basically forced the merger to happen so that she was in her uh, uh, eighth grade American history class. And they were going over this day in history on the night that we're taping diehard Eagles here. That's man. 52 years ago. Yeah. Hopefully they, uh, they broke down the spread. I like to see public schools. (laughs) Educating With the, the math. Yes. <laughs> let's get the, let's get them on the spread and all that. And I was saying to you guys, there was controversy in and around that game that for a little while yeah. there was thought that it had been fixed, that the mob might have fixed the game because the Colts were so heavily favored and there was so much money that was won by those that had bet on the heavy point spread in the Jets. And well, the mafia maybe, and the mob were a much bigger deal with fixing games and stuff in the fifties, sixties, early seventies for sure. Well, you couldn't you couldn't get Tom Brady to throw a game. Not what not with uh, <laughs> what he's getting paid these days. All right, TJ, I'm gonna I'm gonna put your feet to the fire. Obviously, you're Please. gonna be taking the Bucks, but you know, right now over at uh, WinBet, we're looking at uh, the fact that they're an eight and a half point favorite. Total sitting at forty six. Can we get a score prediction from you before we uh, cut you loose here? Listen, I've had a, I've had a pleasure to be on with you. Uh, this is the part, the portion of the diehard Eagles podcast where most of the Eagle fans are going to turn it down, scream, scan ahead or do whatever uh, Buccaneers seven and one, seven and one, both outright and against the number when they're at least a nine point favorite at Raymond James stadium. So they are an eight and a half or nine point favorite here. Look out. That includes last week's win over Carolina. The only loss and the only point spread loss is the saints nine, nothing shutout loss. Uh, on Sunday night football back four weeks ago. I would love to give you boys a lot of optimism because by giving you optimism, it would be, you have the coaching advantage, Nick Sirianni against uh, uh, Bruce Arians. No, I would love to give you optimism that you have the advantage of quarterback with Jalen hurts against the greatest of all time. That would be no, I would love to give you optimism that you had this game at home. Like you had the Thursday night game that you didn't win. We're better on the would be. That would be no, I would love to give you further optimism that you've been beating teams down the stretch of the season with a winning record. The answer to that is no, you haven't been. I I think this is too much to bite off here. I think Brady's too good at home. And I like this like 34, 21, 37, 20 something, but the Eagles will get a couple of touchdowns, but this is going to be probably a 14 point or more Buccaneer win. I, I, I believe that's what we're going to see on Sunday and the bucks are, uh, are primed and ready to go. BJ, your, your, your connection's breaking up. Can't hear this last part. It's uh, it's awesome. Having I figured I wouldn't make it through all of that before the mute button got hit. 
on the interview. Uh, but yes, I understand that I'm in enemy territory and yeah. now you guys are going to go on for the rest of the podcast and tell me how wrong I am and how the exactly. Eagles are going to shock the world and pull off the upset. That's fully understood. Exactly. Uh, like I said, on the three dog Thursday show, don't let Jalen hurts break your heart. That's that just, you know, you're going to be sad, but just don't let it, don't take it personally, TJ, make sure you subscribe to the three dog Thursday podcast on the sports gambling podcast network. And if you're listening to the radio broadcast on Sirius or locally, you'll be hearing TJ call the game between the Eagles and the Bucks as he is the Bucks, a sideline radio reporter. Give him a follow on Twitter as well at Buck Sideline Guy. Thanks as always, TJ. Hey, uh, great to be with you, uh, Justin and Rob. Uh, I'm not sure how big a contribution you made during this interview. Sean seemed to hog all the uh, questions and comments. But thank you guys. Thank you for having me. And let's no, thank see you, what TJ. happens. Yeah, thank Buccaneers you. and Eagles. Good to be with you, boys. Go birds. Yeah, have a good one. Go birds. And of course, as always, we are brought to you by Win Bet. Bet big, win bigger over at Win Bet. I know there's a ton of Eagles fans in Jersey, and uh, New Jersey, of course, is a Win Bet state. One of the many. New York is coming. Hang tight. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Tennessee, Virginia, all great states. Why? Because they got the Win Betting app. Oh man. First you got the $1,000 risk free sports bet. They also have the bet $5 win $400 in free bets. So much action over at WinBet. All you got to do is download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells real sports bets. NFL playoffs are happening. Uh we got a guy from Tennessee, uh Steve he sold his Patriots Super Bowl ticket for twenty five hundred dollars over on Prop Swap, locked in a, a sweet profit there because he only paid uh, two hundred fifty dollars. He got it a hundred to one, sold it for ten times uh, what he bought it for. And again, we know that uh, Patriots Super Bowl ticket isn't cashing in, so he's getting paid. And uh, you should too. Head over to PropSwap.com, use that promo code SGP, and they will match your first deposit up to five hundred dollars. That's PropSwap.com promo code S. G P. Okay, and we're back on the Diehard Eagles podcast. So fun talking to TJ. Bunch of uh, we're going to hit on a bunch of news, kind of in the Eagles circle. Uh, we mentioned it briefly, but Carson Wentz goes down, loses to the Jags outright. Oh man, that was that was so beautiful. And now it locks up. Uh, that pick is now the 16th pick. We have the Miami pick at the 15 and then who knows uh, as far as our third first round pick, because it depends on how far we go in this uh, playoffs, Rob, how surprised were you? Or were you surprised that the, the Colts lost to the Jags outright? Yeah, I mean, you have to be surprised, right? I mean, the Colts had a, a win and in game um, against the worst team in the league with the number one pick and somehow went down and completely laid an egg. I mean, Wentz didn't play well. Reich didn't coach well. The whole team, you know, really just didn't come to play. And uh, man, it, it seems like if I was a Colts fan, I would be absolutely melting down right now. Oh, it's, it's been a beautiful thing. And I, and I forget if it was uh Rob or Justin, but I, Justin, I, I know you've been uh, hanging out in the Colts subreddit for some uh, Schadenfreude, uh, watching the meltdown. Any anything jump out at you as far as this Carson Wentz demise? Yeah, I think the the first thing is just that when you have to put a game on his shoulders, they got behind. He needed to pass the ball. They couldn't rely on Taylor anymore. Uh, he wasn't able to do it, you know. And then uh, in the press conference, I, th I think I test you guys. Is, he was saying the same old stuff that he used to say. And I felt like he wasn't really taking accountability. He was saying, yeah, we needed, we needed to do better. Um, we should have been more ready. You know uh, it's upsetting for us, like not saying anything to do with I like he essentially lost them that game in my opinion, or at least he didn't do enough to bring him back in it. Um, it. He almost threw a pick, which looked like a pick initially. And then I think it was just a handful of plays later he actually throws a pick and uh, yeah, you can give us all the road stats you want about how he hadn't thrown an interception all season. But when the game was on the line, just like he had been with us, he couldn't pull it off. Yeah, no, I mean, it was just crazy to see this kind of coming from a mile away and you know, he, he, he just goes back to his hero ball where he's trying to force. So uh, he, he does this thing where he just sits back in the pocket, stays way too long, then about to get sacked. And then 
I mean, that fumble where he was like trying to do some weird throw with his, some like unconventional throw, like some shot put that ended up keeping a fumble. It, it's just, it's just bad. And now, Rob, I think you were mentioning the reports that it, it sounds like they're, they're not even a hundred percent. He's the starter next year. Yeah. I was surprised. I was surprised they didn't, you know, even Frank commit to him or, or give him a vote of confidence, but it, it sounds like, and, and maybe it starts with Ursay. I don't know. I'm just speculating, but it, from everything I've read, it it's very much left open. Who's the QB next year. I, I think today I even read uh, a comment uh, or a note that Jeff Saturday, uh, you know, kind of called him out for not performing as well. Who's obviously a, a Colts great. So um, he's definitely taken a lot of heat there. Um, you know, I think all of us as Eagles fans probably are glad we made the decision to just move on. I mean, look, you can criticize the Eagles for giving them the contract in the first place. You can criticize the Eagles for, um, you know, not handling the situation, which led to his leaving or, you know, maybe allowing it to get here. But, um, you know, it's starting to look like Howie and, and team and, and, and Lori. Uh, maybe deserve some credit for cutting bait and getting the first round pick while they could. Um, you know, I think there is a tendency when you have such a dead cap hit to think, okay, well, we can make one more year of it. Let's let's not just lose all this money. But you know, they did kind of move on in a in a time when it wasn't so easy to do so, uh, and it's looking like maybe it was the right move. Yeah. I mean, it feels like they certainly won the trade. They got the, they got a first round pick. They got a ton of cap relief and they got a chance to see what uh Jalen hurts rare breed untamed has going for us. Speaking of that, I am rocking my rare breed untamed <laughs> chain shout out to my wife who got it for me from some lady in Hong Kong uh, on Etsy for Christmas. It's been, I'm adding it to the mojo list and we'll, we'll get to some mojo later, but uh, I just got to say for all our listeners, you need to see this chain, uh, Sean, we'll tweet it out, yeah. uh, post it on social media. So please check it out. He's already tweeted it at Jalen hurts, trying to get a week retweet, yes. but uh, please, please Sean is definitely number one fan. <laughs> he's just a fun guy to root for at the end of the day. I mean, again, admittedly, he's not the most perfect passer, but I think if you compare him to the rookie class, he would be. Uh, I think the rookie of the year, honestly, if, if we're being legit um, one last thing on the Wentz, Justin, now that we don't have the uh, assuming Wentz is, is playing for the Colts next year in the starter. Um, is it going to be weird when we're still rooting against Wentz and we can't pretend like it was for the draft pick, <laughs> <laughs> not liking I, Wentz. Yeah. I don't know if it's really going to be weird. You know what? I don't think I'm going to, be rooting against him as, uh, as much as I was this season in the future, I'm going to try and move on, Yeah, you know, uh, why not? I'm a better man. I like to think I'm a better man than that. Probably (laughs) not. But you know, if I see, you know, on the ticker that the Colts lose or an interception takes place, I'm certainly, you know, I'm not going to be upset. You know, it it feels like a clean break. We got the cash. We got the pick. We got the playoffs. We can, we can move on. Uh, speaking of moving on, the Giants have moved on, unfortunately, from uh, notoriously shitty Joe Judge coach. Uh, it, it's, I mean, it seemed like by all accounts, his job was kind of safe when they shut down Daniel Jones with what I believe was a fake neck injury um, and kind of just put the season on tank. But, you know, his press conferences where he's kind of alluding to these players, calling him and and him calling out the Washington football team for being a clown organization. Meanwhile, they get destroyed by the uh, Washington football team. He, he seemed like he talked himself out of a job just these past three weeks. Justin, I know, I mean, I feel like his Eagles fans were disappointed. They're, they're moving past Joe judge. Oh, for sure. Uh, when it looked like reports continually came out, giants were backing him throughout the season. Um, you know, that he was going to stay on, but yeah, I agree with you. Actually, I was going to say the same. It seemed like the last three weeks, it's like somebody gave Joe judge a note saying like, you know what, there's a chance they could fire you and you could get paid out here. And he just like, just kept piling it on a little bit week to week. I mean, how else, honestly, do you explain the bizarre stories? And then that the, the call on second down nine to QB sneak and then third and nine back to back. Uh, by your own end zone. I don't, I don't, it's, it's, 
It's so bizarre. It's going to yeah. go down as one of the most bizarre things in NFL history. I, I swear. Mean, for it's a all... guy that criticized the Eagles for tanking, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then to to run that play, I mean, it just didn't seem like he gave him the best chance to win, in my opinion. It, yeah, and it reminded me of uh, you know the Colts got bashed because they tried that they hiked it on that trick punt play or whatever years ago. That yeah. was unintentional though. This was completely <laughs> intentional. At so, least they were at least they were trying something creative. Yeah, but yeah, I, and I guess it all goes back to yes, this is why we wanted Joe Judge to stay. We wanted another free season. It seemed like another uh, Jason Garrett situation where, yeah, they're going to continue to hang on to him, keep him, uh, keep him, see what happens. But unfortunately, uh, maybe the Giants and the Mara family are a little smarter than I initially thought. <laughs> uh, Giants offense wasn't the same once since they got rid of Garrett. Um, Rob, <laughs> is there anyone you're worried about the Giants getting as a head coach? Anyone on the market for me? I I don't want them to get Brian Flores. I think he's competent. I I think he's a pretty sharp defensive mind. Uh, that would be a guy I don't want to see end up in New York. What what about you? Is there anyone you're worried the Giants would get? Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I think I was really surprised. I know I texted the group that that Flores was fired. I mean, yeah, he won what was it seven or eight or eight and nine down the stretch. Um, you know, seemingly had the dolphins going in the right direction. So to me, that, that was really surprising. Um, you know, other than that, no, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think there are good candidates out there. So unfortunately I think almost anyone they hire is like likely to be an upgrade over, you know, Joe judge and, and the trajectory they had, um, you know, I, I, but is there anyone specific that scares me? Otherwise? No. I mean, maybe someone like, uh, you know, Brian Dable, even though the, the, they had a little down year, but he might be good working with a young quarterback. I mean, he, he did work wonders for Josh Allen. Um, You know, I don't know how he would be as a head coach, but offensively, I would think someone like him would certainly improve them. I mean, certainly I don't want Doug Peterson going there. I don't want Uh, him going to a division rival. Um, That would break my heart. I don't think Doug P would do that to us. I hope not. So, you know, that's the only one from a sentimental value. I I wouldn't want to see happen. Yeah. If if Doug P, you know, is ends up playing for the giants, we might have to take the statue down. It could get real weird. I I don't want to have to deal with that. I don't, I don't think he would want to deal with the Maras either. I mean, it seems like he wants to go to a situation where I don't know. He's going to have some more control, some more say, and that's why maybe the Jags job is, is kind of interesting for him. Although I saw uh, Byron Byron Leftwich is kind of the lead guy uh, for that job right now. All right, we're going to move things ahead to get to the uh, Eagles Bucks game. Our predictions, our keys to the game. I guess we should recap the Dallas game. Uh, we can keep it short and sweet. Not much to say here. Uh, yeah, I I was surprised that the Dallas uh, they played their starters so much. Minshew, uh, you know, gave it a spirited effort early. But uh, one takeaway for me is that uh, Quez Watkins looks good in space. Justin, what do you got? One thought from that Dallas game? I just I actually have two. Um, one is that I was a little bit disappointed in McPherson and Wallace. I know they're going against their top wide receivers, but. It, to me, those were the guys that I was looking for a little bit more from. I mean, Kayvon's been with us a couple of years now. Uh, McPherson was, you know, a decent pick, or at least I thought a decent pick at the time. And he really hasn't shown much since he's been with us. So that was a little bit eye-opening and, and concerning to say the least, um, because those are kind of the next guys up. And Kayvon has even, I think, gotten a starting opportunity or two in the past. Uh, the other thing too is I was just I was so bummed that uh, Tyree Jackson went down. I mean, that guy just had so much potential. I was happy for him to get that touchdown, but uh, unfortunately that's a guy who's going to be out another season. And I don't really even know if he has a a career after this. He just seems to continuously get injured, unfortunately. And he's just such a a moose out there, man. That guy's huge. Uh, He's bigger than Goddard even. So uh, that was just disappointing. Yeah. And he was a great athlete. He gave out his, uh, him for first touchdown. A lot of people got paid on that. That was pretty awesome. And yeah, he was just oh man, brutal. But you know, he could be like a guy like Josh Sweat, where he's got this injury thing, and then all of a sudden, you know, kind of just puts it together and ends up being uh, good. Uh, that's best case scenario. But Rob, what about you? One uh, one sentence to describe the Dallas game, or one takeaway? Yeah, I mean, I think I liked Huntley. Um, I I think he yeah. ran hard. He had a nice return. So 
you know, I don't know where he goes with our crowded running back room. Maybe use him as a returner. I mean, Rager has less than impressed as, okay. as we all know. Um, but you know, I'll take that away as a positive. And, you know, I, I think the other thing that we just need to touch upon was it was somewhat amusing to see Dallas be so <laughs> hyped up, you know, beating essentially our, the records, Rob, the records. Team. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I, I, was anyone else watching that? Like, okay, yeah. we're, they're a little too excited out there. And, um, you know, I, I, I hope they're not going to bank too much on that game going into this next game. I agree with you, Rob, but I actually kind of liked it because yeah, I'm hoping that uh, this was kind of a high for them. And for some reason they just whiff uh, the next, uh, the, the next upcoming game here. They're playing the Cardinals, correct? Oh, oh no, the Niners, the Niners. Yeah. Massive letdown opportunity against the uh, San Francisco 49ers who by all accounts are going to be playing all their starters. So it could be a wake up call for the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Um, we're going to get almost get into the keys of the game. I mentioned the uh, injuries as far as who's coming back for us and where they're at. Um, is some news today. Again, we're taping this uh, late Wednesday, but Jordan Howard not listed on the injury report. I, I think that's huge. Um, smaller note, Jalen Hurts. Uh, I think the latest uh, was that he actually got in a full practice. I'm seeing some places say limited, but it sounded like a full practice. But uh, Miles getting uh, Miles, yeah. uh, in practice, limited. He's coming back from that handbrake. Anything st- stick out uh, to you, Justin, with the injuries? No, I, I think honestly, Miles coming back. I was really surprised to see that. I don't know really honestly what you know that hand injury entails, uh, but even him just being limited in practice, I think was nice to see. Um, who knows if he actually plays? But it's great to see him and Howard back. I mean, those guys really are a nice one-two punch when healthy. Um, I don't know how healthy they would be or, or how much they're even going to play in this upcoming game. But if they can, you know, do what they've been doing, I mean, it would be um, huge for us, especially with, as you pointed out earlier, Sean, the possible weather situation and it being rainy and us maybe having to really rely on the run. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see Miles out there, but again, he's had some fumbling issues. And then you think a wet ball, broken hand. Oh God. And, and uh, the margin for error on the turnovers is slim to none uh, against the box. Any, any takeaways for you, Rob, on the injury report? I mean, I, I think it seems like we're coming in relatively healthy. So that's a positive. I mean, Sanders, I hope he can go. You're always a little concerned with the hand with ball security. So hopefully, um, you know, if he comes back, he is ready. I'd certainly like to have him, um, but I don't want him to, you know, force it and, and risk a turnover. I think this is a game coming up where we need to, uh, you know, we need to play relatively perfect, especially in terms of turnovers. Um, so that's the only thing that concerns me with the specific nature of his injury. Yeah. One, one, uh, one more worth noting, Josh sweat popped up, didn't practice because of illness. Now I, I, I mean, I'm assuming they tested him for COVID otherwise he would be on the COVID list. So knock on wood, it doesn't end up being COVID later on or, and then he's not able to play the game um, again, it's Wednesday. So hopefully he gets healthy enough to, to be active because I think, you know, right now he's probably our best outside edge rusher and you know, him being a full go uh, we definitely need that. So if, if he can't be out there, that's definitely a blow. Uh, when it comes to the Eagles, we're going to take a quick break. We're also brought to you by better fantasy fantasy season might be over, but the NFL props for the NFL playoffs are just heating up. It's totally free to play app and you'll earn better credits, which you can cash in for real gift cards, real prizes available worldwide. And in all 50 States, just head over to betterfantasy.com slash S G P N that's B E T T O R fantasy.com slash S G. PN. And of course, we're also brought to you by Sobet.io. That's great. Sobet. It's a social betting app. All you got to do is go to Sobet.io slash SGPN. Get set up today. Oh, Sobet. So great. It harkens back to a simpler time where it's just mono e mono, me versus you. Who has the right pick? We're about to find out. You can easily connect uh, third party payment options as well. And what about this big game? Eagles, Bucks, maybe, maybe challenge one of your friends, family, coworkers. They're a Bucks fan. Like t- my boy TJ. Challenge him. I'm gonna send him over a so bet bet request. 
And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take the money line. So bet.io slash SGPN to get started today and join the social betting revolution. And we're back on the diehard Eagles podcast. As far as the fan game plan, I had, I, I threw it out there in the Eagles text. Should I, should I wear my traditional Eagles outfit? I've got it dialed in. It's black pair of sweatpants. It's the uh, Devonta Smith Jersey. I have a specific undershirt. I uh, wear as well as part of the plan, a hat. Um, I've added the chain. We'll see how long the chain stays on the chain. I can, I can drop it at any moment. Sean, uh, just the chain. That's all you're, that's all you should go with. <laughs> just the chain. All right. You know, well, uh, <laughs> shirts versus skins. Let's go. <laughs> Justin, what, what are your plans for the game? Are you, what I, I'm sure you've already thought about the food situation, but what do you, what do you got dialed up? I'm uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to stay home for this one. Um, and then I did see, you know, white size mother put out a little uh, post. I don't know if you guys saw it, but his finger, not. <laughs> you know, his, his finger got messed up Yeah, and that may have messed up the catch. So I, I might throw on the white side Jersey. I was going to get your guys take on that. Oh. Uh, I haven't worn it in a while is should I wear it in mourning of white side and his finger, or should I just completely move on is, is my question for you too. I don't know. Yeah, I think, first of all, isn't he not even active anymore? Didn't they bump him <laughs> off the active roster? I think well, I think the, the finger had something to do with it, Rob. Well, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess you're right. If your finger's sore, that that leads to you just totally whiffing on the catch. Um, I, no, I think you have to move on, Justin. That's that's my gut. It's too big of a game uh, to live in the past. There, I, I think you need to move on. <laughs> yeah, probably okay. probably fair. Um, I, I, I can't disagree with that. I didn't realize that was his mom. I did see that post of like, meanwhile, he's playing with a finger that's dislocated and hanging by a thread or giving it his all. I'm like, Jesus, who is this lady? <laughs> and it turns out it was his mom. Makes sense. All right. Let's get to the bread and butter, breaking it down. Key matchups. What do we need to do when the birds are on defense, Justin? What's got to happen for us to get this W? Oh, well, on defense, I mean, they're averaging what over 300 yards a game passing, and that's not games against us. They've gone against better defensive, uh, better defenses. So I think numero uno, we got to try and find a way to stop the pass, uh, stop Tom Brady. I mean, even if we can limit it to like 250, um, I think it would certainly help. I don't know exactly what we do there. Uh, from what I understand, what I've heard Dilfer say in the past is, you know, veteran uh, quarterbacks thrive off man defense, man coverage. Um, zone is a, maybe a little bit more difficult for him, but Tom thrives against anything. I mean, zone, he's just going to pick us apart. I think we do need to get on these guys, actually. Try and, uh, you know, bump them at the line, see if we can throw them off a little bit. Um, the good thing about, you know, Brown being out and Godwin is, you know, he's played with these receivers a little bit in the past, uh, but maybe the timing's a little bit off. Maybe he's on with his timing, but those guys aren't necessarily. So we got to find a way to get them off their game. Uh, I think you pointed out earlier, Sean, too, with, uh, with Gronk is I think it's a good idea to bring Maddox up, uh, cover him, double, find a way to double team him because He's a massive threat, especially against our linebackers who, you know, they're, they're subpar. Let's just admit that. I like TJ a lot. He's, he's good. But if we start seeing Singleton out there, uh, I, I don't think he could really cover. So it's going to be an issue. Ah, oh, come on, Alex Singleton, CFL legend. Listen, you're all this Brady talk. You see, you sound worse than TJ. <laughs> um, <laughs> I great. What can I, you say? Uh, yeah, no, he's really good. Um, I'm hoping. <laughs> He's still hurts, but come on. I'm hoping the I'm hoping for the interior pressure. Again, you you look at the NFC East teams. Uh Brady's what? 0 and 5 against the spread against the NFC East. Uh, you know, that one victory coming against our Eagles uh, back in the McNabb days, although McNabb did uh backdoor that. Uh with the points, it you know, the way to beat him is with that interior pressure. So guys like Hargrave and Fletcher Cox, maybe even get Milton Williams in there. Um, and get creative on that inside rush. I think that would be awesome and uh, definitely a key to the victory. 
and, and just, you know, not sitting in that Gannon soft zone bullshit that we've seen them do before that just gets picked apart. Need to play up on the line and just, Hey, if we're going to get beat, we're going to get beat. Rob, what do you got for a key on the defensive side? I think you just said it. I think this is a game where especially defensively, they need to go down swinging. They need to bring the pressure. Yes, They need to be very aggressive because I don't think you, you don't have a chance to, to beat Brady playing conservatively and make you making him beat you because he's going to beat you. He'll pick you apart. You know, I don't know that they have a huge deep threat right now, but he'll pick you apart on those short and intermediate passes. Gronk's a mismatch, as we just said. So the only way to combat that is to get the pressure, to be aggressive, bring the blitzes, um, you know, limit his time and make him uncomfortable. And you can make him uncomfortable in the pocket. It's not easy. Um, you know, he's obviously not uh, a, a quick runner, but he does have a gr- good ability to move around the pocket. So if you can get that pressure up the middle with Hargrave and then maybe bring some blitzes or do a couple other things, uh, I think that's the only way you have a chance. And and if you can, if you can force a turnover, it could go a long way if, you know, for this team to, to do something. Yeah. And, and again, you know, every game, obviously the, the turnovers are key, but when you're, when you're a dog like this, the margin is slim. Like I, if we are going to have a negative turnover differential, our odds of winning, I, uh, it's going to be brutal. But if we can get plus one, even plus two, look out. And, and again, that's why um, I, you know, I'm, I'm so high on hurts. The guy protects the ball. I mean, again, that giants game being the outlier, he's done a good job of protecting the ball and you know, miles can't fumble it. Even with that broken hand, we need to protect the ball. And, and the, the keys to offense for me, I think is, is lane Johnson. You know, we had uh, Chris long on the sports gambling podcast and sa- he said he would take lane over anyone. Obviously he knows him well, but I think if our tackles can, can really seal the edge, give hurts time. I think that's going to be the key to getting a victory and, and having our offense be able to do what they need to do. But uh, I'm saying lane Johnson key to this game, a, a guy who wasn't in there the first time and playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. What about you, Justin offense? What do we got to do? You know, I think we got to make sure that we establish the run against them. Um, I know it sounds like an easy task because we've been so good at it, but they were third against the run, their defense. So I I think it is going to be a little bit of a struggle for us. I think we need to stick with it, though. We can't abandon it. Um, Even if we get down, we got to make sure that we're still, you know, throwing in those run plays relatively consistently in order to just continue with the rhythm of the offense and allow us to get, you know, a decent chunk of yards here and there, and then allow for, um, you know, maybe some splash plays from Hertz, but even if it uh, short third down situations um, would be nice as well, um, not to put us behind the eight ball there. So I think the thing is, is, you know, even though they're probably going to have some success against our run this game to a certain extent, we can't abandon it. We need to stick with it and we got to make sure that uh, we keep plugging away. Yeah. And especially with a guy like miles, if he ends up getting some work, he's a guy that, you know, you give him a couple, doesn't do much. And then he has the ability to really break one off. I, I, but really Jordan Howard, the more I think about it, he could have a massive game. Rob, what about you on offense? What do we got to do? The the matchup's actually not bad for Dallas Goddard, Tampa Bay, not great against tight ends. What what, what do you think the key is? Yeah. I was just going to say, first and foremost, I, I think for Nick specifically, he needs to remain calm and not panic. You know, we may get down a touchdown. We may get down two touchdowns or 10 points or, you know, whatever. And he can't just abandon his game plan or abandon what got us here. I mean, right. The, the, the first game, I think we were trying to pass. We weren't, we hadn't established our run yet. So I think it will, it, it may be difficult in the moment, you know, national TV first playoff game to kind of panic and, and just abandon what you were thinking of doing. And I think we do need to stay with that run at least to set up the rest. It's what got us here. And look, if we're down three, four touchdowns, then yeah, you got to start passing because you can't keep running the ball. But um, you know, if you get down a quick score, remain calm and stick to the running game. And then, you know, with that running game, Sean, I was just going to say what you said. I do like the Goddard matchup. I think he can be the catalyst to kind of get that passing game going you start working Goddard over the middle on his crossing routes, and then hopefully you can get the the wide receivers involved from there. I mean, I, I don't want to see a 
you know, I don't want us just running. We obviously need an effective passing game, but I do think, you know, we know what got us here. It was the run and we need to start with that. Yep. You know, come to the, what's that expression, but you know, dance with the girl that got you there or whatever that expression is. That's what we need to do uh, with the run game. But obviously, you know, keep the, keep the pass involved, keep it a little spicy. All right. Time for the final score predictions and the player of the game. Who are we putting in the Eagles nest? Uh, Rob, we'll let you go first. Who do you, what, who's going to be the difference? What is the score going to be? Oh man, this is a tough one. Um, and I'm, I'm struggling with if I go realist or if I go Homer on this, no, we didn't uh, write down a realist Rob segment. Are we going to see it now? Oh <laughs> man. I, I, First of all, I'm I'm gonna say, you know, the player of the game. I I actually do like Goddard. I, I think he's gonna have a good game. I think they're gonna get him involved. I could see him having like 80 yards and a touchdown, something like that. Um, so I, I'll I'll put him in the in the nest, so to speak. As to the score, um, you know what? I, I'm going for it. We're Let's gonna go, go down there and we're gonna surprise them. <laughs> And I'm going to say Eagles 24 bucks, 20. We are going to shock the world. Let's go. That was the realist Rob segment on the diehard Eagles podcast. Justin, what do you got? All right. I love it, Rob. I love it. So, um, Sean, you're, you got to go with Hertz because he's your guy, right? So I don't want to step on that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say Howard. Uh, we just talked about the run game, how we have to win it that way. Um, I'm looking at, I got, let me pull up the weather right now. I just want to make sure hundred percent what's going on before I throw in my score prediction, but it's still saying 80% chance of rain on Sunday. So, and I like that. I think that puts the odds in our favor. I think it's still going to be a close game though. I think we win by one point. Um, if we can hold them to under 30, I think we got a really good chance here. I'm going to say we win 28, 27. Howard is the player of the game. Oh, white knuckle in it. All right. You know, I, I love the, I love the Howard uh, player of the game. And I was maybe thinking of doing him. I am rocking the rare breed untamed chain, but, uh, and I think uh, Jalen hurts does have a very good game, both in the ground and on the air, but I'm coming back to it. The lane train. the guy who brought out dog mass, the guy that's anchoring the best unit on the team. Lane Johnson. I think he's going to have the uh, is going to be the player of the game. And I think you're going to notice it by the lack of pressure they get on Hertz, the ability he has running the ball, the read option stuff that TJ secretly worried about that he knows is going to be the downfall of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and one Tom Brady. We're coming for you. Of course, we're going to win this game. 28 24, Philadelphia Eagles win and move on. Let's fucking go. All right. What a podcast. If you guys haven't subscribed by now, you're missing out. And of course, head over to sports slash Eagles to get in the uh, contest to win the autographed Brian Dawkins mini helmet. As long as the Eagles stay alive, the contest stays alive and uh, give us a follow on Twitter as well at diehard Eagles 52 for the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green for Rob. For Justin, go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds.